0: It's Daily Thunder, the truth of Jesus Christ dished out live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado, with a bit of manly grit and gusto. Find out more at live.ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Ludi. Excited for uh, this morning's session, and uh, Daily Thunder on Sunday mornings is always. Uh, a little unique just because it's so early it's uh, an hour earlier than all our other times during the week and so uh, uh, there's a little waking up on behalf of all of us on the part of all of us uh, that are uh, that are doing this so good job guys way to be awake uh, this morning Uh, i have a surprise uh, design today i actually created two different uh, daily thunders for today i didn't know which way i was going to go it's like a choose your own adventure this morning because I didn't know if Nathan was going to be able to make it in this morning. And when he, when I came in, I said, could you get an extra mic set up? And uh, he was a little concerned because he'd seen the second slide, which was the second option, which uh, was titled, Ask Nathan, Nathan Johnson. So he's like, what's that? And so I'm going to do a, you know, how you have a pop quiz in school. This is a pop interview. And I would like Nathan Johnson, uh, do you have an extra mic set up, uh, bud? He's not as excited as he should be for this, because this is, like, thrilling. I mean, this is what an opportunity to have a pop interview. But Nathan is leaving early tomorrow morning uh, for Israel, and uh, Nathan is leading, and this is what we'll ask him, He's. It's, I know at least one tour of Israel a year, but uh, maybe it's two. That's why I need to figure this out, so... I don't know. Is Nathan in the screen? Can you? Do I need to move over and like we center a little more? Uh, We've never done a a two part a two person uh, daily thunder. This is Uh, so. uh, And anyone who's missing this, like who's not here this morning or who's missing this live stream, and they're only getting a podcast, they're missing this whole dynamic of you and I in front. Oh, uh, you being tired. uh. (laughs) 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 So uh, tell us uh, why are you so tired? Uh, this morning. Can you give us a little background on that? (laughs) Uh,
1: There's a dimension, I think, anytime anybody travels, which is get as much done on the front end as possible so you feel like you can actually leave. Uh, (laughs) And that's what I've been trying to do, Uh, just trying to get all the work, basically trying to get all three weeks worth of work done this week, Uh, and then I still need a pack.
0: So you haven't packed yet. No. Okay.
1: So uh, the, so there, there's, there's some things that still need to be done today. So. And uh,
0: so tell us, what are you preparing for? Because if I try and describe it, it'll stink. You know, just, I know you're headed to Israel, but give us a little more, you know, girth earth. to that.
1: <clears throat> uh, so one of the things that we started a couple of years ago is just this, uh, well, I'll, I'll go back earlier. <clears throat> so years ago, I had a whole bunch of people start asking me the question of, Uh, when is elders going to start taking Israel trips? Because obviously it would be great to study and learn the Bible in the land it took place. And it's always been like, yeah, 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 that'd be nice. Someday, at some point in the future, let's consider doing it. And then I ended up being able to go. Some of the students gathered together and uh, sent me basically to Israel since I kept talking about it, (laughs) uh, which was quite the epic uh, adventure. And as soon as I got back, it was like, we seriously have got to start doing this. Uh, Because it's amazing how you can study the bible your entire life and yet when you actually see the very location where it took place it totally changes things it just comes alive in a in a way that was so profound at least at least impactful for me that i'm like we've got to be doing this and especially with the level of our training that we do here and just the depth of uh, just the richness of intimacy with jesus experiencing that in location is just very special and so Um, I'm taking a group of 30 this year, and we're just going to be kind of traveling all around uh, the land of Israel and just walking the land and and studying it and uh, discovering Jesus in the geography and all throughout the Old Testament and just seeing the Word of God come alive in just a very special way. So we're actually going to be kind of following the biblical storyline. Once we find in Tel Aviv, we're going to basically, uh, we're going to kind of do a weird first day, but... The first day, we're walking down the Shafela, which is kind of the, the low hills and doing the stories, the really popular stories everyone knows, like David and Goliath, so we're going to the Valley of oh, uh, we're, so cool. we're getting for the first time, this is so exciting to me, for the very first, I've never been there, but we're going to the Caves of Adullam. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, so if you ever hear Eric talk, he always yeah. talks about the Caves of Adullam. So I'm actually getting to go. This is exciting. That's so, cheating. Wednesday, we'll be in the Caves of Adullam, and then we'll do... Uh, uh, where Samson and Delilah's stuff happened. and uh, So, we're basically doing those kind of stories the first day. And then we spend the next three days down in the desert, and then we move up to the Galilee area and do the ministry of Jesus. And then we finish the whole trip uh, near or in and around Jerusalem. So, this
0: is going to be perfect, too, to be in the desert in the Middle East uh, in the summer. In the yes. summer. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the temperature expectations uh, for that?
1: Well, apparently, we're on this cusp where it could be really hot or it could be almost perfect. Huh. Uh, so I'm praying on the perfect. <laughs> I'm praying on well, that. Well, wouldn't energy.
0: it be more realistic to sort of suffer with the Israelites I, I, in the wilderness?
1: Uh. Yes. But the thing about, it's interesting about the, even about the wilderness, is I was there this last January, which is the coolest time of the year, obviously, to go to Israel. And we're in the desert, and it was really funny. We were walking, like, I don't know, it was like a 20-minute walk had to get from the hike we did to the bus. And about 15 minutes into it, people started mumbling and complaining and murmuring. It's just like, how much longer do we have to walk? This is not that fun out here. When are we going to get some water? And da, 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 da. And I started giggling because I'm thinking, we haven't even been doing this for 20 minutes, and we're already living out the wilderness experience. Uh, so it doesn't matter what time of year, it's, yeah. it's still miserable in the wilderness. Yeah. So we will be suffering uh, at some level. But the likelihood is, at least near the Dead Sea area, it could be upwards of upper 90s to like 115 somewhere. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So it will, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it'll definitely be warm.
0: Uh, well, that makes or... for some great memories. So this group of 30 that are, are going with you, uh, are they all Ellerslie graduates? Well, Does someone have to be an Ellerslie student to be a part of this, I guess is my question.
1: So we usually get first right to the spaces to the Ellerslie students and the alumni. Um, just to, almost as a An opportunity for those who have come through the training to participate, and then we basically open up to anybody else who wants to come. So on this trip, I'd say maybe half, two thirds, is Ellerslie alumni, and then we have a few families of Ellerslie alumni who are coming, Uh, and then we have some other people who either know about the trip because of my podcast, or just they just have heard about it from something that we've done. So it is open to everybody, in in a general sense, uh, though it is kind of geared toward the Ellerslie. At least with the Ellerslie heart, if you will. So tell me the
0: favorite, your favorite location, like where you know how we go through an Ellerslie semester. We always have our favorite messages that we, as speakers, are like, "Oh, I can't wait to get to that message." What's that for you when you're going through Israel? Like you're so excited to show it off. You're so excited to just be there and bask
1: in it. So Eric, um, out of your six kids, which would you say is your favorite, and which do you love to show off the most? which one are you so excited? Apples, Do you- oranges. It's <laughs> not the same. <laughs> Similar though. <clears throat> I don't. know. It's hard because I think every day there's there's like a there's usually one or two sites every day. I'm like I am so excited about that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like personal favorites, I don't know about the showing off part. But um, I love the Sea of Galilee, um, and I think it's because a lot of the a lot of the sites, you know, the Catholic Church has built churches over it to commemorate the the location. And I'm not a big fan of just going to churches on these tours, which is actually why I love what we do, because it's, it's not a tourist trip, it's a study tour. Yeah. So we spend most of our time actually walking the land and try, you know, climbing mountains and, and that kind of stuff. And for about the first half of the trip, you don't really ever see tourists, because we're not going where the tourists go. We're actually we're in the land. But I love places like the Sea of Galilee, because <clears throat> the Sea of Galilee hasn't changed for 2,000 years. It looks just like it did during the time of Jesus. So there's something special about you know getting on a boat ride and riding the waves on the Sea of Galilee, going. All right, so this is where the disciples would have been, and it yeah. totally changes framework. Wow. Okay. Um, so I love just the beauty and yeah. just the almost the majesty of the Sea of Galilee. Um, I think it was the old rabbis who said that God created the seven seas, but His jewel creation for the waters was the Sea of Galilee. Huh. Uh, which I oh, that's really it's kind great. of a fun thought. But I love that. I, I love Mount Carmel because of the view of uh, the Jezreel Valley. I love the Mount of Olives. So basically, probably all the vistas this, yeah. this is probably, probably what yeah. I do. Uh, I love the Mount of Olives, where you can see Jerusalem, and you can look out the other way and kind of see almost see the Dead Sea, and you just you just have these great uh, landscapes and view uh. Uh, of just ancient history. So,
0: so one of the things you and I uh, both sort of have a fascination, a love for the fact that the Bible reveals Christ in every regard. In other words, no matter how you look at it, it's like the everything's sort of showcases Christ. So the layout of scripture showcases the gospel, the twos, Old Testament, New Testament, Old, New. Uh, we have the symbols, you know, whether it's the manna, whether it's the rock in the wilderness, uh, whether it's the sacrifices, the lamb, the days, the calendar reveals Christ, and Passover day, for instance, is a very significant day throughout all of history uh, amongst the Jews. But then you come back from Israel, and you say, Eric, This is so profound. But the geography of this territory reveals the Christ. Could you speak to that? Uh, Because I know that that's a big passion point for you is the revelation of Christ in his creation, in his word, in his his expression to us. But tell tell us more about that because that's been very intriguing to me in hearing you teach on it.
1: Yeah, I think it was, maybe don't quote me, but I think it was Jerome, one of the ancient fathers, who said that the land of Israel is the fifth gospel. In other words, when you, when you look at the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the fifth, if you will, the one that proclaims Christ is the land. Uh, and I, 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 that alone is an interesting thought, uh, even just from the old church fathers. But when you start walking the land itself and you start to see, okay, where did all this stuff take place? You begin to recognize that it's not by accident where things took place. And it's interesting that, <clears throat> I guess for whatever reason, when I was growing up, when you read Bible stories... It's like, I imagine all this stuff because there's so much time between the Old Testament and New Testament that it happened, well, obviously it happened somewhere. But I forget that Israel's a tiny, tiny country. And so everything keeps overlapping itself. And so in the mind of a, a good Jew who had been living in that time of Jesus and Jesus is doing certain things in certain places, there's other things that are going on the back of their mind that we don't pick up on because yeah. we don't know the geography. Yeah. But it's interesting, like... Uh, I mean, these are off the top of my head, but I, I think it's when Jesus went, to, is it Nain, and raised the little boy, uh, the, the widow's mother, widow's mother, the widow who had a son who died, and then Jesus raised him to death. That's the same place where Elijah raised the widow's son. Yeah, Zarephath. Yeah. Uh, and so it's interesting that all these stuff start to compound. Interesting. And so the fact that Jesus is doing it at the same place, mm-hmm. it's not just saying, well, yeah, I can do a miracle and yeah. I can raise someone from the dead. He's basically saying, "Hey, remember what Elijah did? I'm yeah. actually the greater, and I'm the fulfillment." Huh. So some of that starts coming alive yeah. when you start seeing geography. Yeah. So there's that element of it. But even even the land, how God designed the land, is <clears throat> just it's profoundly focused on Jesus, and it proclaims the gospel in a really special way. Um, uh, for for example, uh, all grown up, I hear the the fact that God has this promised land. It was a land flowing with milk and honey, and and I think like Hawaii, because in my head, <laughs> that sounds like a promised land. It's just like, oh, it'd be beautiful, it's lush, you just, you just go and you relax on the beach. And Israel is anything but that. I mean, there's a few places maybe, but, but for the most part, it's desert. For the most part, it's rocky. For the most part, it's just, and you're like, this is the promised land? Are you kidding me? Like, why would God choose this land? And yet, it's brilliant for the sake of showcasing the gospel. Uh, one, it's in the very crossroads of the world, so all throughout ancient uh, history especially the Old Testament you have it's the crossroads of trade uh, it's a uh, crossroads of war it's a crossroads of all that kind of stuff so whether you're going from Africa to Asia or Africa to Europe or Europe to Asia you have to pass through Israel which is interesting that it, it's like God picks the most strategic place in all of all of the land or all, all the world <clears throat> as the center place for stuff. So even though it's not important in the, in the eyes of the world, for the most part, through most of the Old Testament history, it's a strategic location, which is why all these people were trying to... Uh, the reason why there's so many battles in the Old Testament is not because they actually cared at all about the Israelites, for the most part. It's because they wanted the land. Because whoever controls that land controls all the trade, it controls taxes, it controls... So the reason why Solomon became so wealthy uh, isn't because he's just you know, brilliant and God just put a whole bunch of cash in his pocket... It's because the first thing he did as a, as a king is he went out and strategically got all the, the major cities on all the, on all the highways so that he could tax every person who would come through. So he became incredibly wealthy. Why? Because he, he owned the land. So I think that's just strategic. And if you take that then into the New Testament, the reason the gospel was able to be spread so quickly is because of geography. So Jesus, around the Sea of Galilee, chooses Capernaum as his ministry headquarters. Well, why did he choose that location? Well, it's actually the crossroads of two major roads in Israel. And so it's interesting that if he does most of his ministry there, uh, here's these guys coming in, and they're going spend to the, spend the night in the inn. They want entertainment, and so, oh, here's this guy speaking. So the typical uh, custom of the days they would go and listen to some, someone speak or, you know, do something. So here's Jesus doing all these miracles and speaking and all this kind of stuff. And then they would go and go to the next place. So it's interesting that even before the disciples went out and began to evangelize the whole world, it's like there was a seed that was kind of spread all around the world even before that point because of the fact that Jesus chose, chose Capernaum. So there's those kind of ideas. Uh, but then why is the ground so rocky? You know, there, I mean, you could throw a rock and hit 20 rocks. I mean, it's just like there's so many, there's so <laughs> many rocks all over Israel. So if you're going to do farming, if you're going to do any of that kind of stuff, you have to first move out the rocks. But yet if you start studying the scripture about how many times God says, I'm the rock, I'm the rock, I'm the rock, you start to realize it's like God was purposely putting things in their own geography to reveal himself. Uh, why is it such a desert? Well, it's because it's a, it forces dependency. It's a land that demands you to trust God, which is why when the Israelites were walking into the promised land with Joshua, God reminds them and says, hey, look, if you obey, then I will give the rains. I'll give the early rains and the, la- the latter rains. Hey, if you obey me, then hey, I'll make sure that you, you prosper. If you disobey hey, you're on your own kind of a thing. And it's interesting that the land demands dependency. The land demands trust. Uh, The land demands you to put your faith in someone bigger than you are. And so it's it's just beautiful to me that the geography itself is testifying of what we hold true in terms of Scripture and the Gospel and the fact that as a Christian, my life is to be dependent, that I'm not just supposed to live on my own. I am to throw myself upon Jesus Christ and live dependent upon him, who is to be my rock. But the geography of that testifies. It's just beautiful. That's neat. That's neat.
0: Now, I know this is a pop interview again, so I'm asking certain things that you may not be ready for. But if someone listens to this and wanted to maybe participate in an upcoming Mm -hmm. uh, tour, is there a way for them to potentially do that?
1: Yes. Uh, In fact, we just walked in our dates for the next trip. Uh, Though I don't have them in front of me. Oh, since. <laughs> you,
0: so we usually have a description. Is, do we have show notes for this?
1: Uh, yeah, we would. That would
0: be at the website, though. It wouldn't be in the podcast. Or could it be?
1: Um, uh, I'll, I'll figure out something. Okay. But I know that if you, if you go to... So I put all the trip details on my website. So it's deeperchristian.com forward slash Israel that always has... That okay. sends you to the current... Yeah. Information, so you could always go to that site, but it's going to be next April. I think it's April. It's the middle of April, middle end of April. It's like right after Easter. Yeah. Um. So it's like the week after Easter during Orthodox Easter, um, so it's going to be really busy in Israel. But yeah. it, it, there is something very special about being there during the season of Passover and yeah. Pentecost and that kind of stuff. So we're going to be right in the middle of the thicket. So uh, next year, this time you're in
0: the middle of the hot summer wilderness experience, and uh, next April's the uh,
1: Full celebratory uh, time. So yeah, pretty good much. job. Well, and I didn't even pick it. Actually, it was one of those random things that the dates opened up and they just had a spot, uh, and I was going to plan to do it in November, <clears throat> and uh, they're just like, "Hey, you should take this." So we're going to try it. So that's I'm great. I'm excited. That's exciting.
0: Well, I know that uh, the the people that have come back from these times with you, because I still haven't been able to go. Leslie's trying to figure out a way to get Hudson and I to be able to join you on one of these, but. Um, everyone that's come back, I tell you what, it's just rave reviews. So this is something very special, and I'd like to keep prospering it and seeing it uh, go forward. I think one thing that would be fun for people just to anticipate is uh, one of the, because you and I are both leaving town, and here we have Daily Thunder. It's like, how in the world are you supposed to keep Daily Thunder going when Eric and Nathan are both out of town at the same time? and my my trip isn't as exotic as nathan's i'm headed to michigan to visit family Ooh, you know, which is really that's fun. exciting it's fun it's probably going to be more fun than yours but because uh, i don't have the hot uh, wilderness experience but uh, uh it might not be as exotic uh, but uh <clears throat> so one of the things we're going to be doing is once nathan arrives you arrive
1: tuesday yeah tuesday night
0: Tuesday night, our, is that our time, Tuesday night? Because, I mean, that's, that's
1: confusing. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. Uh, <laughs> it's Tuesday night Israel time, which would be like Tuesday mid-morning, okay. afternoon.
0: And so, uh, but you're going to be doing the next, what is it, week and a half mm-hmm. or so, starting Wednesday, God willing. It depends on your internet connection. It'll probably be uh, Thursday. Cause, oh,
1: that's right. Thursday morning. Because uh, we don't start till Wednesday. So. so
0: Thursday morning's Daily Thunder will be streaming it uh, in here uh, for anyone who's present in person. And then, of course, that'll go over the stream and it'll go into the podcast. You guys will not have... It's, it's not. Is it going to be a video or an audio?
1: I forgot how you're going to set it up. Well, it depends on what we can do. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> be, uh, so we're hoping for video yeah because uh, it makes more sense to have the vista behind us oh, as we're yeah. talking about the valley of Ila. you might as well see the valley of <clears throat> but so god willing we're gonna have a video uh at worst we'll have audio uh but we're we're hoping to have some sort of as long as we have internet somewhere so, so we can upload
0: we'll see yeah, what we see. get it is some of that just depends on technological uh, so do you have some guy with you who's willing to do all this work for you and Ooh. like catch it all
1: we're, we're working You're that twisting
0: too. some arms currently. Okay, so we'll, we'll make sure that the... And if you need me it, to it's come kind of, in... And,
1: it'll look like a selfie the whole time. Yeah. So I'll just
0: be like, <laughs> hey, here we go. That's going to be really fun, though. So in, in other words, we get to sort of participate in this tour uh, with Nathan, at least at a certain level, a Daily Thunder level. So I'm excited about that. That's going to be really neat. Uh, so just be expectant for that.
1: Uh, anything else that we could be praying for very specifically? I mean, just definitely be praying for health, uh, I know that you know traveling always just kind of takes a lot of, especially international travel. and uh, just be praying for the group that just the Word of God becomes more precious and that Jesus just kind of leverages this season in a very special, unique way for each of us. That's great. So, and you can be praying that the Dead Sea weather would be perfect, perfect, and not uh, <laughs> miserable <so. laughs> oh that's
0: great. Uh, hey, well, God's richest blessings on you, Nathan. I think that. We're going to be done for today, and then we'll go into a time of prayer here, but uh, God's blessings to everyone that was uh, streaming, and it will listen in in the future on this one. Daily Thunder is a production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training and the Bravehearted Media Group. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and see it once again gain the stride of the Spirit emboldened and brave. The Daily Thunder video stream can be watched live daily at 8.15 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Saturday, and 7.15 a.m. on Sunday morning. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Please consider booking a stopover at the lovely Ellersley campus at the foot of the majestic Rocky Mountains for one day, one week, one semester, or for an entire season. We hope to see you someday soon, live and in person. Thanks for listening.